0: Welcome to the first ever SSBA con- podcast. This is the first time that we uh, have done this, and it's just something that I wanted to kind of uh, get together, maybe uh, put this together, maybe every couple of weeks, maybe once a month, maybe once a season. Not really sure yet, just, just depending on how, uh, how well it takes off. Um, <clears throat> we are entering round two of the 2019 playoffs. Uh, things are going pretty well. Today is the deadline for the Timberwolves and the Rockets to finish up and the Bucks and the Heat to finish up. Um, I sat down with uh, Fitz, the Lakers GM, to uh, discuss a bunch of lead topics and um, admin stuff and just future plans and just general league uh, topic. We had a pretty uh, pretty long conversation. It actually went pretty well um i went 55 minutes so i uh, hope that you are ready for a uh good league-wide discussion um and um we'll bring it there so without further ado here is uh the interview i uh, hope you enjoy
1: all right we back on
0: all right well this is take two of the <laughs> sspa podcast looks like you had a uh, Hopefully that was the issue as far as the phone locking and just kicking us both out. Um, but welcome. And, um, I don't know if we'll use the take one, so maybe we'll just touch base on what we already talked about. Um, but yeah, just welcome. Um, and, um, yeah, just wanted to kind of touch base with you, um, as you know, one of the, the founding fathers of the league and kind of, you know, one of the, uh, main admins, I guess, um, you know the repeat champion you know or the the yeah. champion looking to uh repeat yeah. um uh, we were actually just discussing the uh kevin durant injury and um it looks like he's going to be out for roughly uh 12 13 more games uh or no your game your your series went three so it's yeah. like at least 12 more games which puts him right in the middle of um uh, you know the the finals if you get that far um I kind of think that you're going to, you know, maybe see if you can uh, stretch some of these series out to get a couple more (laughs) games. Do a little uh, tanking on a couple more if you feel like you uh, think you can still win the series and push a series out a couple more games. Um, But, yeah, I I do like the idea of – you know, a season-ending injury being actually a season-ending injury. Yeah. Um, I know that we've kind of discussed that in the admin chat is, hey, let's maybe maybe max the games at 15. But if that shit says season-ending, hey, it's it's a season-ending, no matter if you're on game one or game 57. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I do like that. And, and, yeah, we were talking about um, just the impact of that season-ending injury and what it will actually look like for Durant next year. Um, if there will be any, you know, if he, if his ratings will drop because of that injury, I don't know if two Ks that advanced as far as that, but it would be,
1: um, right? It
0: would be good to it would be good to
1: see. Well, I tell uh, you what, it's definitely, um, I'm definitely a lot more open to doing it now that I finally got over that hurdle and actually got a yeah. title in the belt. So. Hey, <laughs> that, that
0: that championship, you know, now you can be the guinea pig for the league, Absolutely. maybe a little bit and uh, and see. Um, I just wanted to kind of touch base on on a couple of things uh, of how you think the league is going activity-wise. I know that we have put George on probation um, for not reaching the game minimum um, past two years. It's funny how George, you know, I guess he really never won, but um, all of a sudden he's busy and can't play, and and he's even acknowledged it. So hopefully he turns his corner and... uh, Get some games. I remember he used to, you know, knock those games out pretty, uh, pretty quickly. So, yeah, um, I know that's one area of concern for the league, and and he will be on a uh, weekly minimum requirement. It will be a zero tolerance. If he does not meet his uh, requirement, then he will get the boot. Um, but other than that, um, how do you think everything's going with the league?
1: No, oh, you know, overall, man, I really can't. Uh, I can't complain. You know, definitely, I think the biggest thing that came out of this season, in particular was uh, the slightest change and, you know, something that, you know, we initially met a lot of resistance to doing Uh, you and I spent a lot of time discussing it and, you know, I did some research. And so I really want to give a big thanks to, uh, you know, the Mamba and tech for that, uh, for really kind of getting behind it and spearheading that. And I think it's um, I think it's kind of reinvigorated some new life into the league. You know, a lot of people are feeling that the gameplay on the floor now, uh, even a little bit more accurately reflects what you'll see on an NBA broadcast and, and that's all what we're trying to do, you know, trying to listen to the league, trying to make sure we keep doing the things to to keep the league engaged, because I really think we got a special product right now.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I do think it's brought some life back into the league. Um, I do like seeing some of these passes getting uh, picked off. Um, I mean, yeah, you still get some crazy interceptions that, you know, guys are spreading. I remember when playing rain, uh, guy came all the way from the paint and to the three point line in the middle hey, of the pass. That's, that's
1: just Philly, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, it, it definitely has. And you know what? Honestly, I'm still enjoying 2K as it's. It was a day one purchase for me. Yeah. Um, I feel like it, it's 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 I enjoy playing the game. Um, I enjoy the GM aspect of the league. Um, you know, I feel like you got to kind of be a part. You know, try and be one step ahead of a lot of the league members as yeah. far as. GM moves and um a lot of the moves actually make make pretty good sense. I mean, yeah, yeah not everything is going to make sense when you get 30 people that have different ideas of of sim, but um overall I think a lot of the moves that people are making are make make sense and um it's just good for the league. I mean, you
1: know. Yeah, well you but, know, I look um, at it um I just thought it was so cool. I mean, you know, granted I hated it, it definitely made my road to the finals a lot tougher when, uh, when mama was able to make the move to acquire Anthony Davis. But if you look at it at the trade deadline, the huge ripple effect that that have, you know, him making that move, yep. then I had to make a move and actually get rid of Jimmy Butler to try to get some more size in with the and Dwight Howard. Then Jimmy Butler ends up going to the Utah jazz, which based on the season he had makes all NBA, which ends up causing a lot of controversy. It's like had that Anthony Davis trade never happened there wouldn't have been any fuss about Jimmy Butler making the all NBA team. So it's cool to see how one power move made by one person has that domino effect on the rest of the league.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's a typical NBA trade deadline. I mean, a team knows that they're not going to be able to retain that player um and they they move them, and they they got a pretty good value just like the uh the Jabari yeah. uh trade a couple of years ago. Um you know, now now the Spurs are really looking you know and have a good roster and and moved on from Kawhi. so um, you know they knew they weren't going to keep him so it it just makes sense um, just going back to kind of how how we all created this whole CBA i remember when we were discussing it i should i still remember that day talking and, and yeah things got a little heated just cuz we had different ideas yeah, and um, um but i think we all came together as a team um and just and just brainstormed um is there anything that you wish you wish that we could have had added on or maybe improved uh to our c b a
1: uh you know what I really think and and like you said, it was definitely some some heated discussion of a couple of days i mean, I literally remember locking myself i was in a I was in Fontana California at the time, and I just stayed in the hotel for like two or three days and we we just got everything ironed out and I can honestly tell you that you know for You know, five of us at the time, but you know, really me and you involved a lot. I really think we took it as far as we could. The cool thing about it is that now with each season, getting more and more feedback from the league, we're able to take these ideas and implement them And, and it's almost really felt like you said, it's almost like a new game in a in a new league each season almost without getting too far away from the core. And I think that's helping with activity. Like you say, I mean literally George is the only person we have any activity issue with right now. So, I mean, yep. that's, and this is what, getting ready to head into to season four. So, I think we definitely got a uh, a good product going. And then a lot of the new stuff that's coming, uh, you know, we've had some feedback from the rest of the league as far as with the free agent calculator. Uh, there's some things I want to discuss. I know you'll bring it up later in the podcast about uh, progression and regression to players. I really think we got SFBA in a, in a, going in a great direction and, and granted, you and I do a lot of the uh the back office work, but we'll be the first to say that you know we're constantly just in the chat paying attention to what folks are saying and trying to see if we can uh trying to see if we can implement it without alienating you know one half or or the other half of the league because we do find ourselves where like you got probably eight to ten guys every year that you know the championship is gonna come from there you got probably another eight to ten guys that you know there's no way in hell the championship is gonna come from there, and then you got that middle so and right. everybody's got their perspective um and i think that's something you and i have both done a good job with you know me t- kind of taking a step back from always looking from the point of a championship contender you know you being a little bit more aggressive as well too in and some of the things you come to work with so i really think uh, you know we are getting some good work done uh but the league man just the voice of the league has really been huge
0: yeah i do i, think, I do think something that we would i would like to maybe implement next year if 2K kind of screws us over again is um, i 'd like to get it involved into player personality somehow bring that involved with uh loyalty and yeah. player winner um you know just you know that now that we have this this calculator functioning pretty well as far as how we want it. Let's take it even, you know, a step more. And, and we now that, you know, Hoosh added this whole database and everything, we can yeah. we can get into a player personality and have that even affect the decision. May, hell, even if you want to get hometown involved and all right. that. Right, You know, maybe where they played college, you know, something like that. I don't know. It's just something that we um, – I definitely, you know, am hoping to get implemented next year, next to k That's, <laughs> that's yeah, a whole nother – <laughs> Um, and then also, I, I do want to take a look at rookie deals, um, yeah. and I know that we've discussed this at odds. Just, you know, it's just the, that rookie deal is way too long compared to a standard yeah. three-year, two-year deal. Um, maybe shortening, shortening it by a couple of years. Um, yeah. And I and I do want to give you you and Rain props for taking on that uh, that Rose rule. You know, it wasn't something that you guys had to agree on. It was it was something that we just thought was needed um just you know you're yeah. getting these rookies deals and right, right. turning them into 95 95 overall players falling out with them and
1: they're making what five mil. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah um, well like I said, it really it, it really it really throws off the the potential competitive balance of the league with, yeah. you know, without that being there uh, and like you said i think that's one of the cool things about it when we made that decision that the longest contract would be three years and everybody else was two is that this actual next off season we're coming up on the LeBron and the Durant and those guys being free yep. agents again. So I think that's, yeah. so, I mean, we've really almost simulated, I mean, you could damn near say 12 seasons in four. So, you know, that shows the, uh, you know, what we're getting. So definitely doing that, I really think the rookie deals would we'll probably just make those three uh, as well, too, which kind of makes sense. Um, and then, you know, once we're able to kind of figure out the right formula whatever we're looking to do with progression and regression, just a kind of another step to kind of truly simulate, you know, actual running an NBA franchise, man.
0: Yeah, I actually have an interesting question here. Do you, do you want 2K to add an online association next year? And I, and I ask this because I'm kind of enjoying the whole controlling everything and, you know, coming up with new ideas and everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I really want 2K to add a online association where maybe shit's glitched or hell, even if they do, I kind of, sometimes I kind of prefer our own idea, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't don't know how you feel about that. If you are rooting for a 2K online association, I think it would be really cool if they do because I think, you know, the offline my leagues are really, really cool and really um, extensive. And I don't, you know, I hope that they take that next step, but they keep saying they're going to take that next step next year, and then we're, we're left with this. So I don't know how you
1: feel about that, but um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, what I say is this. You know, at first I was always pro. Like, man, I wish they would come up with this and have it working correctly with the uh, actual CBA involved, and that'll save us a lot of work. But to your point, the more and more we get immersed in this, it's really like I honestly think we probably have a better product for 30 different users than what 2K could put together because we, yep. take, into, we take into account a lot of different things like uh, activity, which, you know, plays a role in our how we do free agency and things like this because, you know, that's one thing I've always said. Um, you know, free agency in on the actual system, you know, it's not a random draw. Whatever team has the absolute best offer based on the points and things comes up that's who gets that player, you know. So uh, uh, I think we do a lot more to get everyone kind of involved in the league and everything like that. So I really um, I really appreciate it. You know, it'll be one of those that uh, obviously we cross that bridge when we get there. But I honestly think that our platform, what we have, is probably better than anything that 2K would put together because at this point, if they were to throw something together, they're just doing it just to do it, kind of how we saw when they did the, uh, with the keeper thing. They just, they just put something out yeah. there. I honestly don't think there's a, a way – well, I'm not going to say a way. They got millions of dollars behind them. But I don't see them putting investment in that, you know, that that we have. So, I would probably lean toward us keeping it as is. But, you know, naturally, if we got to that point, that's something that we would uh, kind of get the voice of the league on and then make a decision from there.
0: Yeah, we would have to see exactly what they're offering us, what options, you know, what the offseason actually looks like, um, you know, how much admin control there is. Yeah. There, there. It, it just would be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, just moving on to off-season changes. Um, so it looks like we're going to be adding a penalty for the last bid. So how this is going to work is there's going to be a 110% or 10% kicker if you are the first bid. And we actually might change that a little bit. Uh, the second bid um, may be 100%. And then the third bid is the, the important one that we wanted to penalize. Um, and that is just to remove snipers. Um, and or not remove them, but just penalize them a little bit because, it, yeah, there there was an instance where people were just waiting to the last minute. Right. Uh, so we just thought that, hey, if, if you don't if that's not your first target or if you're, you know, kind of. Not not decisive on which one you want to go after um, that, you just lose a little interest from that player. And then also, I know Hoosh has tested this a lot in our uh, in our chat as well. Uh, the money, making money just a little bit more important. So how do you think yeah. these uh, changes are going to impact this off season?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I'm always real big on I'm telling people, hey, you need to have a plan. You need to be looking ahead. So I think that coming up with something that's going to reward you for making people your first priority and then penalize you for trying to swoop in last minute, you got to really be thinking all season long, looking ahead at the free agent list like I do every day, saying, okay, when the when the clock hits 12, who am I going to, you know, push this money towards? Because uh, so I think that's definitely going to add another bit of strategy to it, uh, which we're already seeing. With uh, just think about like that trade that uh, the same made two seasons ago. He traded away Patrick Beverly for a draft pick. Ocho was coming off of a great season. Who would have known that that pick could have eventually turned into the number two overall pick? So that kind of that kind of planning ahead. Now, as long as we're doing things to make people have to think, so eliminating yep. the sniping, that kind of stuff is going to go very well. And then as far as with the uh, with the money modifier, you know, I really think that's going to be a great change too. You know, that's something that, that's something that uh, you know, a lot of the league uh, I don't necessarily want to say complain, but they said they wanted to see maybe money hold more value. Uh, yeah, it's, and, it, it, and it's cool because actually since money dictates everything else it's kind of one of those that now you know, those small market teams and stuff are like, okay, well here's your chance to step up because now you don't want to be close in money with the with a team that's got a better profile than you because it's actually going to separate you even more. So Yeah, exactly. So, it
0: should mm-hmm. make um you know the the like you shouldn't be able to offer 15 mil and another team, you know, like well I I know the Hawks are a bad example, but that's how it was. It was Right. You know, your 15 mil was worth um the Hawks 30 a ma- like a match so, for him, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it just it there were some issues there. So I'm glad that hopefully we got that at least a little bit more balanced um we've also added um bx and ct rob to the admin team uh just wanted to see how everything is going with them they they seem to be um a good level-headed admins um they both have provided you know good ideas both in the admin chat and um have supported you know pretty pretty logical ideas i don't see anyone really getting any crazy ideas um i know rob has you know a ton of experience running right. leagues. And I know BX actually currently runs a, a bunch of leagues as well. So it seemed like a natural fit. I just wanted to get
1: your opinion and see how the new additions were working out in, in your end. Yeah. Well, the best thing I liked about the addition of those two is I kind of felt like they came from the people, you know, it was one of those that the moment, you know, we decided to add them, you know, it was, unanimous respect from the rest of the league saying, you know, this is somebody that they trust. This is somebody they know does a good job because, uh, you know, they have been, you know, over the last couple of years, there's been some, uh, dare we say unscrupulous situations that have taken place in SSBA. And then, you know, we had the management overall ownership change from traded rainy, which caused some stuff. So it was good to me to actually see the, the overall support of the rest of the league for those guys, because, um, you know, and that's what it's all about. You know, we, we do a lot of the grunt work and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it's the league belongs to the owners. And, and, I, and I feel like those two really came from the league. The league supports them and the stuff. And then that's even more helping us get credibility with the transparency and things we're trying to bring. And overall, I think they've both been great, like you said. Uh, not emotional uh very unbiased as well too you know I saw that in their uh in the voting that they did for the awards you know they were very unbiased and that's something that I always uh look at so I really think we got two great guys added to the team um and I hope they're ready to have their work cut out this offseason because I think me and you earned a break man (laughs) yeah
0: um yeah unfortunately the off season doesn't provide me any break or you I mean you helped me out a lot with the uh
1: you hey, know, I'm just on the call. telephone. Hey, I'm on the telephone. If I, if I see something going wrong, I'm picking up the phone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, hey, hey. yeah, I always um, when I see that Fitz call, right when I'm getting ready to stream or, or getting ready to hit that you know decision button, I know that I fucked up or something. But <laughs> <laughs> there's there's only so many times I can I can uh, tell my wife, hey, leave me alone. I, I'm busy streaming, and you Absolutely. know this this stuff happens every hour. So she gives me the uh, you know the eye roll and all right, a good thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I want to move on to, uh, regular season awards. It looks like we just announced a bunch, uh, yeah. congratulations to Giannis. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name, um, as our, uh, I don't know if he was unanimous. Was he unanimous, uh, MVP and <laughs> de- de- defensive player of the year?
1: He actually was not, Um uh, I'm pulling it up right now, pulling up the vote right now. He actually was not unanimous. Um, uh, believe it or not, Markel Fultz got a lot of, uh. He got a lot of love. I thought that Giannis was going to be uh, unanimous, but he missed it by like by like twelve overall points. I actually think somebody had him as low as third. So oh wow, uh, that's yeah, that forty three uh, per huh? They they didn't look at that or what? Uh, yeah, but you I know that's that's, that's that's the beauty of it. You know, a lot of people may have looked at it said, "Hey, you know, he did all that, but that team only finished fourth place." You know, that's so, true. Uh, yeah, and I think yeah. that's probably that's kind of what helped false, but uh. It was a two man race, but like I said, the Greek Freak still won very convincingly. I think the uh the surprising one was the defensive player of the year. You know, Embiid that won that award the past two seasons. Um, Philly had this year the number one overall defense. Again, spearheaded by Embiid. But uh, you know, folks looked at, you know, Greek Freak, his uh his production. He actually was the only playing the lead that was top three in blocks and steals, and he was able to uh I kind of say pull the upset. So him getting that um that double up you know i think that was uh that was huge, and if there's any way that you know the bucks and and eric can can get to a title, i mean we could arguably be looking at the greatest individual season in n s s b a history
0: yeah it really is amazing just uh how much of an impact he has i know i think i voted for him both for they were number he was number one on both my uh ballot yep. yep. uh, defensive and m v p um I, I just looked at that forty three p r and um you know, just the impact that he he, he puts. Even that, that Bucks team isn't even really that great anymore. You know, they yeah. lose Kawhi and, yeah. uh, you know, they got Gary Harris now. And But, you know, even, you know, Ted has even said multiple times he can't even find him enough shots. I don't know if right. it's just not in the flow of the offense. But I know uh Giannis has definitely taken that next step. And also, uh, you know, Embiid winning a couple of years in a row maybe uh maybe swayed me a little bit to go another direction kind of like the uh the LeBron MVP votes that he gets every year that that people yeah. are like all right you know maybe let's give it to someone else i don't know if that swayed yeah. me a little bit
1: well no voter uh, yeah no voter voter fatigue always plays a role but that's how it is the the better you do you got to keep excelling and i think it just yep. was a perfect combination of and b didn't necessarily have as strong a year that he had the last two uh Giannis came out of the pack and, and truly carried that team on both ends of the floor. Uh, it just was a perfect storm. But even still, it came down to it was 58 to Giannis and 54 to Embiid. So that's that's a close race. That was a close yep. race.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, um, I know the chat yesterday was uh, was pretty lit yesterday with the uh, Russell Westbrook getting snubbed idea. Um, <laughs> Uh, man it 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 always seems never fails when you when we announce these awards that people just they they take everything so personal you know their player gets snubbed and you know it really isn't even that big of a deal we do these awards just to you know it's replicate real life and right. also just to you know give these guys a little bit of a you award a, a virtual award you know people are acting like this was a grammy or an emmy or something you know it's just it's just crazy
1: um well, you know, but, I don't um, think, you know, Swim, I don't think people truly realize the amount of work and depth that we put into and look at for those awards. I mean, I literally take 12 to 16 hours pulling everything. I mean, we're looking at how players performed in wins versus how they performed in losses versus, you know, yeah. what were their defensive contributions. and And that was the big thing that I think the voters looked at in terms of Westbrook. He literally had the exact same averages when you look at his splits in wins or in losses, and so when you look at that with a team that was, I think, it was like uh, sixteen and forty or, or something like that. It's he was like, he
0: was eighteen and thirty eight. I mean, that's yeah. twenty games under. I mean, I, I I I factor in winning on all NBA. The only right. thing I really don't factor in winning is six man, just because I don't know that it's just. The way I think, I don't think a six man really needs to, to win, you know, right. um, but yeah, the whole Westbrook idea is just, um, I don't know. And, and comparing it to Butler, Butler was
1: a, an MVP candidate before he got traded. He was right. probably that's, the MVP. That's what I, bingo. <laughs> and that's what I think, that's what I think people were missing. It was like, guys, had he not been traded? And granted it was very late. And I think, uh, you know, we already said we're going to do something to rectify that in the future. But I mean, Jimmy Butler, literally probably for the first half of the season was the best two way player in the game. And that's on both he was, you know, scoring 30 points efficiently and playing the most on ball defense in the league. So I mean it was uh and that's what people got to realize, you know, it's the award is for the player, not the user. So that that was actually tough. Um I honestly think Jimmy Butler probably should have been first team had he still been on the Lakers. He probably would have been a first team selection instead of second team.
0: So yeah, I agree. And and, mm-hmm. and if he was on the Lakers, yeah, he, I think he would have been an easy first um, yeah. team choice. Um, I just think that it just – I don't know why he picked Butler out of all people to, to create an argument with. Um, but any, any snubs on the all-rookie team that you saw? I know uh, my boy Cam Reddish didn't get any uh, – Yeah, any well, love.
1: you know, I was surprised to see, uh, you know, the Knicks with a bowl bowl and then a the little point guard uh, – you know, he snuck two points yeah. up there. You know, I'm going to tell you, I'm actually surprised um, that Barrett, RJ Barrett, my guy, he actually held on because, you know, his performances in, in L.A., I'm not going to say that they were bad, but, you know, when you're sharing the court with, with Kevin Durant and, and, and Lonzo Ball before he got hurt, you know, it's tough to put up those, uh you know, those eye-popping numbers. But again, kind of a situation where people vote for the player, not a performance under a certain user. Uh you know he was able to sneak onto the team but no other than that it was pretty solid uh this was actually this was a pretty strong rookie class it really was
0: yeah from top to bottom there there's mm-hmm. there's guards there's forwards and there and you know they had a couple of nice centers with a uh, bowl uh yeah you know locking it down so um yeah you know what was really cool about that last draft was there was a ton of um movement in that draft yeah as far yeah. as you know that draft could have went anywhere from one you know no one really knew who the first overall pick was even yeah. you know i i ended up with the fifth overall pick and man i i i was trying to get up to number two yeah. trying to get up to number three and i i actually got my guy that i wanted um i wanted rj barrett one and then i would have had bowl two and then reddish was my third overall pick or I actually wow. know Zion. I forgot about Zion. So yeah. I got my fourth target at, at five. So I I think I I came away pretty happy there. But yeah, there was a ton of just DM talks. Um, I know I was heavily involved with the Jazz trying to get up to uh, what they had three. Yeah, they had three. So yeah, yeah
1: three picks. Um, yeah.
0: I haven't really looked at this draft. Um, but speaking of this draft, uh, we had the lotto last night. Um, it looks like the process did not work. Mm. Uh, the Hornets fell from one to seven. Two hundred and fifty yeah. balls gets you in the seventh overall pick man yeah. that man. that had uh, that had to sting um but it just just to show you did you know maybe tanking isn't the right way um
1: absolutely did the hornets did the hornets do the right thing, do you think Oh, you know what I'm gonna say yes, and I'll tell you why you know I'm real big when I look at his roster, um he's been smart, he's actually got it spaced out that next off season he's gonna have seven guys now on rookie deals. And with space for two maxes. And then like I said, that's when you got LeBron and Kevin Durant out there again. So him adding another still just another high draft pick. So it'll be a potentially serviceable player on a cost controlled deal, uh, it's not gonna hurt his cap space much. And he's got some guys on his team now. You know, I think I counted almost four or five guys with potential of eighty or higher. So uh, I really think this after this after this progression, and then we get to next offseason, uh we could have a we could have a sleeping giant. Uh in the, yeah. Hornets, in the Hornets. Yeah.
0: The the one thing I, I didn't like really this year is just the uh the the blatant bragging about taking. So, um, I definitely want to f- try and fix that. You know, if you're gonna tank, maybe do it on the DL. You yeah. know, um, and I know that you know getting to overtime and then all of a sudden you just throw up all these <laughs> bad shots um, to make sure you lose and and whatnot, and then also you know just boosting up Malik Monk's uh stats. Uh, just didn't sit that well with me. So hopefully we have something next year to kind of prevent that. Um, whether it's you know, hey, if we if we look at streams and you're you know you make it play play good all game and then the last two minutes you just basically shit the bed and then it's a a continuing trend. Right. You know, I don't mind a choke job here and there because it, it happens, you know. But right. Just all of a sudden, you know, taking contested threes when you know. Twenty seconds left on the shot clock just it doesn't sit well with me, so hopefully we have um, you know some some guidelines to stop that um, it It is interesting though that the first and the second pick i 'm not sure who ended up with the third pick are both traded. the pelicans yeah. traded their pick and the the Celtics traded theirs. so we have two uh two teams that are getting a top two pick which i don 't know if it has ever happened in
1: the nBA where no. they were pre Three trades, that well, actually- and that's the the thing about it is, uh, they were future trades too, from like yeah, seasons back off. So I just think again that goes to, you know, like I said, just the forecasting and 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 some good moves made by you know some owners that again, it's kind of like you know if you looked at that Patrick Beverly trade when it was made, it was like oh okay, a late first round pick for a starting yeah. point guard, but now two seasons later, it's like. Shit, is Beverly even still on the Celtics? And now you got the the number two overall pick. It's just kind of like, wow, you know, hindsight is 2020. 20. But again, it's the it's blunders like that. The the Celtics nets deal in real life that you look at that can truly alter the uh the dynamic of the league. And when I saw it, of course, I just shake my head because I'm like, damn. Now here's Sane now with LeBron, with Gobert, with Max Cap Space, and now I got a number two pick in a draft that there's really only one or two, you know. Top elite players that can come in and step in and play. So I mean, just uh, just awesome move by him, man. Just just really good, uh, you know, just good foresight.
0: And just think about it. I mean, Ocho was a technically he is the eighth seed of the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I know, yeah, you know, and and it just it just goes to show you that you know, you gotta value those picks, even though if you think you're gonna win, you know.
1: Pick, yeah, I pass, just pass, you, pass, you know play. that's something that's something. For me. I just always think is so funny when people say oh, that first-round pick doesn't mean anything, or that's late, or this. I'm like, people just don't understand. And a, when you're in a salary cap era and you're using that, God, draft picks, they mean so much. I mean, you yeah. literally could be in a position now with uh with Mitch, with Mitch Robinson. You know, if he progresses the right way, I mean, you could almost have DeAndre Jordan making 10% of, of what that is. I mean, a, a, if you can hit on a good late draft pick, and God, man, that, that just that does so much for you.
0: Yeah, especially he's only making a couple mil, and, mm-hmm. and you know he's going to be definitely a feature part of my uh, rotation next year. I don't know if he'll be starting, but uh, he'll definitely be that big man off the bench that just comes in and hopefully just dominates that paint. Um, so it looks like you know just to warn everyone, this is a this was um, recorded pre you know the Minnesota Houston game uh, or the the series has ended. Also, the Milwaukee and Heat series is still going on. But I just kind of wanted to go over just a little, you know, potential playoff matchups. Um, right now, we're looking at the Clippers and the OKC matchup, and that that one is the most intriguing just because it, it looks like it's probably the best, um, you know, user combination.
1: It is. Um, it, is. it is.
0: That's involved. Um, you know, Red, as much shit as we give him is. You know, he's on a what, 35 game win streak in 36. And,
1: man, and, man. Yeah.
0: yeah. So. Uh, you know, I guess complaining about the slider change and how it's affecting you didn't affect him. You know, funny how that works. Mm. But, um, yeah, that'll be interesting because he's complained all year how he doesn't have – how, you know, he can't match up to your stars and you're missing a star. Mm. Or, no, not you, uh, OKC. So, um, you know, he's going against there, that version of the big three. Yeah. um, With Kawhi and uh, Clay. So that'll be an interesting one. Um, we got the Knicks and the Seventy Sixers, um, and then we got you versus either the Timberwolves or the Rockets, and B uh, the Raptors versus the Heat or the Bucks. Um, yeah. Who do you got winning the OKC uh, uh, Clippers matchup?
1: I'm gonna tell you what, man. When it comes to this, obviously, other than than the finals, I got a feeling that this may actually end up being the most watched series in ssba history just because uh i mean just a genuine back and forth between the two owners in the chat you got stars all over the court i really think that uh this is going to be interesting um and i don't know you know i've been uh you know i've actually been kind of working with red myself but i, I seen a lot of potential in him and i just knew like hey if he would stop playing video game and, and play a little bit more ball he could actually uh be pretty good but it's kind of one of those that you know, I'm going to stand on what I say. You know, any guy who can literally make money by charging the help folks <laughs> from, from, from his 2K services, I don't know if you can ever count that guy out. And then that that move to get Anthony Davis, I, I still don't really think people understand how powerful a move that is or just the effect that a player like Davis has without even having the ball in his hands. So uh, I don't necessarily know if Red has the uh, – let's say, basketball instincts for a five-game series. Maybe if this was a three-game series, I might be willing to go with the Clippers, but uh, it's a lot of adjustment game to game in a five-game series. So I actually think I'm going to go uh, OKC going to win that with 3-1. Yeah,
0: I got, the, I got the Thunder winning, too, and my reasoning is that the Thunder have an elite player at every level. They have the yep. elite point guard, they got an elite wing, and they got arguably the best. You know, yeah, yeah. center, That's big in the power game. forward, whatever you. And I don't, I, I, I feel like the the Clippers are too um,
1: perimeter dependent. You know, absolutely. If, if shots running, aren't falling, yeah. If if, if shots aren't falling, and, and the fact that he's got, like you said, with Paul George, you know, gold defensive stopper, gold pick dodger, being able to chase Clay Thompson around. If shots aren't falling, um, I can see the Clippers having a tough time generating offense because again, those the drives and barrels to the paint just aren't going to work with an Anthony Davis down there. So Yeah. And then we got
0: uh, moving out West as well. We got the Lakers and um, either the Wolves or the Houston. I believe it's still Minnesota one, nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't think they played game two yet. I, I think they're the, that does that season or schedule is uh, going to wrap up tonight. Yep. Um, who do you want to face? I guess maybe not. Who do you want, but uh, who do you think would pre- present a tougher matchup?
1: Well, I'm going to tell you the toughest matchup would be, the Timberwolves, you know, and again, this is no disrespect to KJ, but it's literally a two man show. And, um, uh, you know, I take enough pride in, you know, just myself, my own game plan. And, and from the two games we played earlier this season, I don't think KJ even cracked a hundred points against me. Two guys aren't going to beat me, but, uh, I, I'm seeing RW now with Minnesota it's look like he's finally learned that, Hey, I got an agile seven footer. He probably should do more work down low behind the three point line. And I've been paying attention to that. Um, I really don't have anybody for him, you know. Dwight's too slow, Gasol too old, uh, Deontay Davis he's too frail. So that could be a uh, that could be a scary matchup. So honestly, I'd rather play the Rockets. Uh, I mean, that that Minnesota team presents a uh, that Minnesota team presents some 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 interesting matchups for me, especially without Durant because he still got Andrew Wiggins too. So. Yeah. Yeah, the Wolves have uh,
0: improved. If if he could just slow down a little bit and not force all these uh bingo unnecessary bingo. fast breaks off of a defensive rebound. Yeah. Uh I don't know if he just if if he feels like his offense isn't that good that he can't really score in the half court, mm-hmm. but his offense seems pretty pretty efficient when it, when he slows down. It's when he starts, you know, sprinting and running into defenders and just turning the ball over making dumb passes.
1: Yeah. Well, that's uh, you know, that's my that's my scouting report on him, and but not even just him. That's my scouting report on a lot of users, and I think that's kind of what really separates the, the elites from the rest of the pack here is that I can take away somebody's first option. So once I see what you want to do, uh, and I know you've watched a lot of my games. At halftime, they're close, but then that third quarter gets in, and it, it breaks open because I'm like, okay, I kind of use this to see what you want to do. And that's something I take a testament last year. Uh, in each series last year, I actually lost game one. Uh, in, the, yep. in the playoffs and then came back and either won two straight or three straight because it's like, okay, now that I got that blueprint on you, let's adjust to it. And I think that's where a lot of folks mess up is on, they show their hand too early, so then they panic. And then that's when you start running. That's when the uh, the turnovers and things come. But again, that's kind of another reason that I'd rather play the Rockets because you know at the end of the day, some crazy things can happen when you got the best player on the court. And at the end of the day, a series with... um you know, well, I mean, granted, Harden and Urban would be too, but that, that Minnesota roster, I mean, you got you know, you got Towns, you got you know, you got Wiggins, you got Tyler Johnson, George Hill can score. I think he's got favors. I mean, he's he's got some he got some pieces yeah. on the team. he
0: definitely has a well built roster compared yeah. to the uh you know, the big two headed machine out in right. Houston. And that Rockets defense is just pitiful. I don't know he what is. I don't know what K J does on defense, but man, that is just warm butter. That just it just doesn't
1: you know. well, a lot with KJ. I've told him, and uh, I love him to death. It's just you can tell it's just mindset. He just he's looking forward to getting back on offense. And, and fortunately, when you got you know two of the top three isolation players in the game, uh, that'll work. But just that style of play, uh, as we've seen before with Mike D'Antoni, that style yep. of play is just not going to be conducive to uh to winning the title. So it makes good regular season, good stats. Uh, we see James Harden made all SSBA, but. You know, once that game slows down in the playoffs and especially with these new sliders now uh, taking into account a lot of that stuff. It just I just don't think that style of play is going to win a championship here.
0: Yeah. And then um, just moving out east, we got the uh, 76ers versus the Knicks. This is actually going to be a really good battle. I think, Um, you know, that 76 roster is deep. The Knicks roster is deep as well. It's kind of it's going to be strength versus strength there. Um, You know, Pores versus Embiid. Which is going to be great to see Yeah uh, You know, you got the, the two-time Defensive player of the year in Embiid Going against Hell, I can never stop Porz On that high block Yeah Just, you know, I don't know if he's too quick And then, you know, you're worried about that jumper And then he's, he's just got that great finishing ability um, The only thing I worry about the Knicks is Do they have enough point guard to help? Um, I know he's yeah. got Reggie Jackson But he doesn't really seem like he uses him that well yeah. Um so, and then, you know, you're also going to go up against Fultz. So, how do you see that one playing
1: out? I'm going to tell you, in that series, you know, uh, on paper, honestly, I don't, I don't think it's a match. I'm going to tell you, when you look top to bottom on that 76ers team, uh, and we're speaking about Porzingis, you know, a key piece that the 76ers have is uh, Bamba, Muhammad Bamba, yeah. you know. Because if you want to be honest and be laterally, probably isn't quick enough to keep up with uh with Prezinga. but when you got Bomba, who can literally guard all five positions on the floor, so now you can kind of you can sag and beat off of somewhere and just let him roam for help and uh, kind of make Porzingis a little bit more perimeter-centric. So, uh, but it's one of those that I like. True, you know, he actually studies film. Uh, I know he's going to come with a with a game plan to to truly you know put himself in a position to win. I can see him slowing that game down tremendously because again, you don't want to get in the run with the team. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to run with a team that literally has two starting lineups, but uh, I still just think it's too much firepower over there. Um, the only thing, this may actually be a series where Rainey has to actually think and actually play. But I mean, all season long, he's really just been able to get by just on the sheer firepower and athleticism that he, you know, that he's got. So uh, I'm gonna say three-one in this series yeah. to, to Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go the same way. Uh, I just think it all comes down to the the Seventy Sixers can make shots. Yeah. Uh, they were making shots versus me. I thought I played pretty good defense, um, but man, that that JJ Redick combination and um, Bridges, you know, he's got some guys that just simply just make shots. And um, I know versus me, I, I would make a little bit of a push to get it down to like you know five or six, seven points, and. You know, there would be a Fultz three or Reddick three in there, right, and right. It just would just kill kill my momentum. So, um, yeah, I got the I got the Sixers as well. Um, then the final matchup we got is the uh, Raptors versus the Bucks slash Miami Heat. Um, I believe it's Milwaukee up one nothing. So, yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I don't know if 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 DeRoz- I think DeRozan is or uh, Lowry is back now.
1: Yep, yep, so The Raptors
0: back. have a full roster um if b can get back to the finals it'll be it'll be it's gonna be a tough road ahead of him especially he's got you know nothing but you know juggernauts up there now so um how do you see that one playing out
1: well you know i feel like uh yeah i feel like b i don't really get the respect he deserves i mean at the end of the day this guy is still the defending eastern conference champion and he's back in that number one spot so i mean uh he obviously you know he's obviously doing something right uh i do think that the Milwaukee Bucks are actually going to win that series. Uh, I see them pulling that out. Um, and then also, uh, it'll be interesting. You know, people don't remember. Uh, Beehive swept the Bucks last year when they were loaded. It was Kawhi, yeah. Bill, uh, Giannis. Um, he had uh, Drogic. So, again, I don't know. Uh, you know, the Raptors, he's uh, you know, he, he figured out playoff basketball. Uh, I do think that Ted is going to be a little bit more focused for him this year. So, uh I think I'm probably going to go with the Bucks and 5. I think I'm going to go with the Bucks and 5. I think the Bucks going to win game 5 on the road.
0: Yeah, we're actually on the same page here. I got the Bucks uh I got the Bucks and 4 though. Um I just think Giannis is going to stop DeRozan this year and once you stop DeRozan, you pretty much got a good hold on the Raptors. So, uh, I'm going to go Bucks and 4 um and so then it leaves the uh let's see we got we have the OKC, Lakers, all right. Well, actually, I'm not going to have you pick that because I'm assuming you're going to pick the Lakers, um, and then the the 76ers and the uh, Bucks is what we both have. Um, who do you think wins it all? And then we'll move on. I just I don't want to spend too much time a, on yeah. the list. But who do you think? I, uh, I go
1: straight to who wins it all. But no, I can honestly tell you, uh, in a in a conference finals matchup potentially versus OKC, it's just one of those that uh, without Durant, you know, unfortunately, I really just don't have. Uh, firepower. Uh, you know, I'll be able to steal one game, probably, but uh, I think that'll be OKC three one, and then I do think Philadelphia comes out of the East as well too. Again, it's just really uh, it's just really too much firepower. And like we got on earlier, um, you know, the Bucks just don't have a, they just don't have the athlete. I mean, well, he got the athlete, yep. he just don't have the talent. You know, up and down the roster to be able to compete. Um, uh, I mean, he literally can put Ben Simmons on Giannis one on one. Don't need to send any help. So I think that'll be huge. Uh, you take away the assist from Giannis, uh, you beat the Bucs, period. He has to create shots for the rest of the team. So I think then we're looking at probably OKC and Philadelphia, a star-studded matchup, seven-game series because it's the finals. Uh, and then I, I'm probably going to have to say this will really probably be the 76ers, rainy first time actually having to play another team with, uh, you know, athlete for athlete because I don't think a lot of people realize how deep that OKC team is too. He's bringing Derrick Rose and Jeremy Lin off the bench, and then and we he's got West
0: Matthews and uh,
1: yes. and, and uh, Yeah, Gorgie Dan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know Tarek Black can clean the glass. I don't think Eric people, Gordon too. Oh, got got it. yeah. Eric, man, Eric Gordon too. Yeah, I don't think people realize how deep that OKC team is. So I think that's going to be a uh, that's gonna be a hell of a matchup. I think it's gonna be a track meet. A lot of up and down gameplay. It'll be fun to see. But uh, I do think. At this point in the season, uh, and I think everybody agree with me, that OKC half-court offense looked a little bit more crisp than Philadelphia. I really haven't had to see Philadelphia in a situation where they've had to execute possession after possession after possession in the half-court. So when the game slows down a bit and the clutch time hits, um, you know, I think I'm probably going to have to say uh, i probably take OKC in that one. So I think it'll probably be uh, OKC in six. Damn, uh, you just hit right what I was about to
0: say. I got OK in mm-hmm. six as well. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I just think I just think uh his the Thunder defense can yeah can slow you down a little bit more than that seventy sixers defense. Mm-hmm. Um and then we'll get to one last topic. Um just the uh to touch base on the twenty twenty uh free agent class. Looks like we got a pretty good strong list here. We're gonna have uh, Anthony Davis, uh Damar, Draymond, uh Hayward, Blake Griffin, Kyle Lowry, uh Drummond. Uh, Capella, Levine, and Hood. That that rounds out a pretty strong FA class. Yeah. Um, it looks like we got some good, good bigs, good shooters. Um, uh, looks pretty deep, and this will be the, uh, the year that the, uh, everyone that was signed in year one, um, to a non-max. So all those guys mm-hmm. that were available round one that did not go, uh, max will be re-available, available again. Yeah. So, um, kind of be a second chance at some players maybe you missed that you thought, you know, maybe you
1: wanted to grab. Um Well, I'm going to tell you, you, know? you the, uh, well, yeah, the biggest thing that I'm looking for this year is this. Because um, again, once you get past Anthony Davis, you got some other good, you know, good stuff like, you know, Gordon Hayward, Blake Griffin's guys that are good players, but I don't necessarily know if they franchise altering. I really want to see what guys kind of hold on to their money in anticipation for next year's class with LeBron, KD, Paul, George, all those guys out there. Again, I really think that's going to be uh, it's going to be key. So because of that, I'm actually, uh, I'm anticipating some of these guys might actually potentially fall today too. I think yep. they might, I think yeah, some of these guys might fall.
0: That's where, that's where you really get the good bargains. I know uh, yep. everyone kind of, you know, says how rain uh, built that 76ers roster, but he had a lot of money this off season. He could have, yeah. you know, maybe got one star, but he chose the route of getting multiple, you know, nice yeah. little, little team friendly deals that you know doesn't put him, you know, doesn't kill his uh, franchise in the long run. And, and you know, and he's built a solid ten to twelve players. I mean, like you said, <laughs> he, can, he can pull those hockey subs and, and get a fresh new five in there. And you know, I know I felt that pain, you know, trying to get uh, CP3 <laughs> and Mellow uh, a break right. here and. and you know, dealing with starting, uh, players. So, um, yeah, uh, just one last thing I wanted to kind of touch over, uh, do a little word association, got a couple of, uh, quick, uh, comments. And then, uh, if you can just provide a quick answer, um, we'll just finish up there. Um, so who do you think is the most overrated 2k player?
1: Oh, you mean overrated user?
0: Oh no player. Oh, the
1: most overrated player.
0: Highest, highest hmm. overall, but not as big of an impact
1: hmm. i I know it all depends on user and yeah I say um, that that plays a lot of role in it, but honestly, I probably have to say to be between a uh Rudy gobert and DeAndre Jordan just yeah. because the fact that we play on ball defense um a lot of their i q and stuff like that won't really come into play, so uh you know they they've got the high overall but I honestly think that you can probably get a big man to do similar to what, like, Festus Azili, for me, is on a, is on a minimum contract. But as far as blocking shots, getting the rebounds, and playing that uh, enforcer role, I feel like he could do most of those same things. So, I probably would go with those two.
0: Yeah, especially when uh, you talk about, like, you know, a big or a defensive big or rebounding big. Yeah. You know, you only really, really need a you need size and a couple of maybe vert and then you know box right. out. And there's really not much else to them. It's not like you're going to throw the ball in the post and have them work. So right, you know, a lot of those guys can are are replaceable. What about um now overrated two K owner or underrated? I guess however
1: uh, most underrated. Uh, I'm gonna tell people I think people don't give Prince the respect he deserves. Man, I I don't know. You know, maybe he just uh I'm I'm gonna take because see Prince. Prince and Sane are very similar. They play up or down to the level of their competition. But if you notice about Prince, no matter who he plays, he's never getting blown out or anything. Prince is a uh, he's a very good user. Um I just feel like he's always been missing that one piece to really be able to compete with the uh, you know, with the elites, because I don't care what anybody says. The ro- roster matters, period. And when when some when when someone like myself gets Kevin Durant, I don't care how good, you know, another user is, you got to have talent to compete. But I think Prince really gets, Prince really gets overlooked. But from playing him now for a few years, just watching him on the court, the decisions, the adjustments that he makes, uh, Prince is, Prince is underrated. And, then, and I think Beehive, well, again, this guy made the finals last year. You know, he's Definitely. the number one seed in the East again this year. I just feel like he's not getting the respect that he deserves. And, uh, and, and maybe a title to change that, you know, because, I probably put myself in that same category a year ago. Yeah,
0: um, I, I think the, the the thing with Prince is that man, he was really good with Marcus Hall, and that injury really set him back. It did, it I really wish um, I really wish he had Gasol just to, just to see how he matched up with Red there, because um, that would have been a uh, mismatch that he definitely could have taken advantage of. Yeah. Um, and I know you know Dennis Smith is just killing for him, and, and you know definitely uh, making the. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Dennis Smith next year is on a maybe a third team. I know the guard list is tough to get on, but it's it's um, loaded. Every time I play him, and Smith just goes off on me.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, but well, uh, I think you know what? I think the Gasol injury in that game too. You know, even though Prince lost in in two games to the Clippers, that game too, I, I I think Smith went for like. Thirty-five or forty, so I think Prince kind of find out like, oh shit, this guy can do this. He can carry the load. So yeah. I think next next season we might get a little bit more of Dennis Smith as the number one option. Uh, so I, no, I, I think he could uh, he could definitely be in store for all SSBA SBA um,
0: And then, uh, who's a the player you wish you had on a team under eighty overall? So maybe a mid oh, mid level player. JJ Reddick,
1: easy. JJ Reddick. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, JJ Reddick breaks the game in ways that the stat sheet doesn't even show. I know that's the one acquisition that that Sixers team has is that, damn, when he's out there, even if he's not scoring, I still got to devote so much attention to him that it just opens up the floor for everything else. I mean, if I had him on that team with Lonzo and and, uh, and Durant, just being able to run him around creates so many driving lanes. Uh, and then the fact that, I mean, you can literally pull up, from him and Steph Curry, I mean, you can literally pull up from anywhere off the catch, and chances better than not that he's going to make the shot, so I think easily J.J. Redick is the most valuable player under uh, under 80 overall.
0: Yeah, that jump shot is just, it's, it's you know, coming it's, off screen, it's, automatic. it's so yeah. hard to stop, it's automatic. you know, I know I got burnt a couple of times trying to play those passing lanes, just, and you know, Fultz just ran right by me because I, I was more focused on J.J. Redick. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah um let's see here what is um uh, just moving on I got a couple more then I'll let you go um who is your goat NBA player of all time
1: uh okay so I'll say this I honestly think if we're being real LeBron James probably is just the greatest actual basketball player when you look at everything on the court of all time but Kobe Bryant is gonna be my Kobe Bryant's gonna be my favorite I just think that uh Again, a lot of his kill, a lot of his mannerisms, uh, the time he put in, his technique—all that. I just Kobe's going to be my personal goat. But when it gets down to just actual, what can be done on the basketball floor? I don't think we've ever seen LeBron James, and I honestly don't think we ever will again. Yeah,
0: he's definitely a unicorn. And um, yeah, I, I'll go. I mean, I'll go with Jordan as the goat, um, and then I will go as LeBron as the greatest talent that will ever have played.
1: That's fair. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, that, I, I that's think fair. that.
0: LeBron does things that Jordan couldn't do, yeah. um, and vice versa. Um, but um, just skill-wise, you know, Le- LeBron is a a magic on steroids. Um, yes. Um, and then who's your – what do you think is your uh, the greatest of all time team?
1: The greatest team of all time? Uh, I'm going to tell you, probably last year, Warriors team. You know, even though they didn't uh... – you know, even though they didn't break the regular season record, I think once we got to the playoffs, they saw I me. Mean, that team just got another. It's just so much firepower. So actually, I'm probably going to say this year's team because looking at them now after the All Star break, yeah, you know, I don't think people realize how big an addition. You know, having the swaggy P off the bench. I mean, the team is just they're loaded, man. That that team is the team is loaded, and I don't care what people say about other eras and things like this. You know, the game. I tell you that all the time. There's a reason that the game evolves. because people try to find an advantage on things from years past. So every team built today, I just think, would just be too athletic and just run over these old teams like the old Celtics and stuff like that. And then with with this version of the Warriors being kind of the pinnacle of today's NBA game, I just think that, you know, when they added Kevin Durant, man, it, it just really is it's overkill. It's really overkill. Yeah. And I and I think they kinda of broke the NBA. Yeah, they, they, they did. They
0: did. Um all right, yeah. Um all right, that's all I have uh, you know, for you. And this went pretty this went pretty well. Fifty five yeah. minutes long. Um so yeah, thanks again for joining us and uh we'll uh hopefully I'll get this edited pretty uh, pretty quickly here and get it out and um yeah, hopefully uh people listen. Um you know, just thanks again. Um, absolutely. This is kind of something I want to do. Uh, maybe, uh, every, maybe once a month, maybe less, you know, who's, who knows, hopefully bring in some other guests. If you yeah, want absolutely. to you know, join and maybe do a little co-hosting, feel free as well. Uh, maybe we can do it a kind of like a little admin uh, round table. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, just another, another uh, adventure, or, uh, you know, project that we want to, you know, kind of bring to SSBA. So, yeah, thanks again. Thanks for all your hard work. And, uh, yeah, I'll let you get on with your day.
1: Right on. Thanks, bro. All
0: right. Have a good one. Bye, man.